0: Okay, good morning again. This is Percy Wilson Garrett in the great state of Alabama coming to you on Bible Talk for just a few minutes. We won't uh, uh, be laboring very long. just wanted to encourage you uh, to walk in the power of God. Uh, we're gonna we we'll see a hand raised, uh, Dr. Copson. So we'll we'll bring you up. Uh, once again, I just want you all to know that there are no defeated Christians. There are no Christians walking in defeat. There's nothing and no one that can overcome the Christian. The Apostle John tells us that we are overcome. Those who believe in God's Son are overcome. Who is he that overcomes the, kind of the words, But he that believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that's every Christian. That's why the Apostle Paul would say in Romans chapter 8 that we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus who loved us. Now we know that a conqueror is someone like Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great overcame the entire world of men. But you know, as Paul was saying in Romans chapter 8, that we're more than conquerors. We're super-Nike. Or Conqueror means Nike, overcoming. Michael, Michael Jordan wore his Nike tennis shoes. I say tennis shoes, but basketball shoes. And he could float through the air and take that ball to the hoop and slam it down. And they think he did that because he was wearing those Nike basketball shoes. And everybody wanted to pair those Jordan Air Nike basketball shoes. But uh, he proved to be just a man because as he aged, it didn't matter what he put on, his feet, he could not float through the air like he used to. But uh, he was simply a conqueror on the basketball court. But you are a super conqueror, a super Nike. And John tells you once again that greater is He, is he that's in you than He that's in the world. When I am a young Christian, we used to sing a song. I woke up. I woke up this morning with, the, with my mind stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning. But my mind stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on the Lord. Hallelujah. And as I was getting ready to come on uh, this this morning, I thought about that. I said, now, did I get up with my mind stayed on the Lord? Can I really sing that song in sincerity? And I would have to say yes. I did wake up this morning with my mind stayed on the Lord. I say that because I really wanted you to know Him in the power of His might. And that you are an overcome. And as a Christian you can ensure a successful and powerful Christian world. Well, even today, in the midst of all these troubles. We have trouble all over this world. We have trouble in this country. A a Christian country. And I think we have so much trouble in this country because we have so-called Christians, we have people in this country who are truly not Christians. They belong to churches, but they're not a part of the Church Universal. There the is a difference between the Universal Church. And the local church. Everybody in the local church, the biblical church, is not a Christian. And we saw that in the letters that Christ wrote to the seven churches in Asia Minor in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. I mean, these they were... Churches that Christ actually wrote letters to. However, not everybody in those churches were Christians. They even had a woman in one of those churches that Christ called Jezebel. Christ even wrote to a church that was Luke one. It was a, it was a real church. It was a true church. But well, not everybody in the church of little were Christian. Christians. That's why he said Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, and opens the door, I will come in and sup with him, and he will sing. Now Christ knows his sheep, and the sheep hear his voice. So he would not have said that unless there were some sheep in the church in Laodicea. But he knew that there was not everybody, that not everybody in that local church at Laodicea were Christians. And he knew that only his sheep could hear his voice and only his voice. the problem with Laodicea. Is that even some of the Christians were not walking in power, not walking as conquerors. And what I want to say today uh concerning that is that, that you can be and I said that wrong. Not you can be, you are an old time. Paul says that uh if we are in the spirit Let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us walk in the Spirit. To keep in step with the Spirit means to walk in the Spirit. If we walk in the Spirit, he says in Galatians 5 16, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the flesh is what causes the frowning. The flesh is what Trades us in a weakened state, because the flesh wars against the spiritual man, the spirit man. But the spirit man has to has to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, who is God Himself. And that's what that's what walking walking in the spirit means. Walking in the spirit means to be controlled by God the Holy Spirit, who lives in you. If you're not being controlled by the Holy Spirit, you're being controlled by the flesh and the devil. And that puts you in a weakened state. So how do we walk in the Spirit? Now, I know Paul says in Ephesians 5.25, if we are in the Spirit, let us keep in with the spirit. Let us walk in the Spirit. What he's saying is this, if you are born again, Christian, God's spirit lives in you. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, whose temple you are? Which means that he's in you, and you in him. So if you are in the spirit, keep in set with the spirit. Walk in the spirit. I remember how in, in the Marine Corps, in boot camp, the instructor would tell us to take 30-inch steps. Hold your hand up high. Chest out. And keep and step with one another. And he would count cadence. Left, right, left, right, left. And when he would say left, my left foot, I left lift up feet would hit the ground all at one time. Then when he would say right, our right feet would hit the ground all at one time in concert. We will keep against step with the cadence. We will keep against step with one another. Showing ourselves as one man, as one unit, a unit of force, a force to be reckoned with. In light of that, Paul says, "If you are in the spirit," and I got to go back to to, to the Marine Corps. If you are in the Marine Corps, that junior instructor was say, "Keep in step. Don't ditto bomb." So, Paul would say to you and I, if you're in the Spirit, don't get about Keep in step, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But how how do we do that? How in the world can I keep in step with God and the Holy Spirit? How can I do that? What must I do to keep in step? of God, the Holy Spirit. I can't see him, so how am I going to keep in step with him, and nobody is calling Caleb? Let me tell you. He you tell us how? God, in chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ. Dwell in you richly with all wisdom. That's how you do it. You you cause the word of God to be hidden in your heart. David said that in Psalm one Psalm one hundred and nineteen. He asked a question How can a young man keep his way still? Oh Lord, then he answers the question, by taking heed to thy word, O Lord. That's how you do it. That's how you walk in the spirit. By taking heed to God's word. So David would chase looking at that truth. Therefore, have I hidden your word in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Holy Spirit will take that word, get in your heart, and lead you and guide you into all truth. That's how you do it. That's how we walk in the Spirit. We hide God's word in our heart and walk according to, to that word. I like the way David puts it again in Psalms chapter 1. For he says, Happy is the man, or blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, on his word, he meditates day and night. So, you hide God's word in your heart and meditate on that word day and night. And when we say meditate, we're not talking about contemplation, your We're not talking about emptying your mind of all information. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is this you hide God's word in your heart, in your mind. And you govern your life according to that word. If God say go, you go. If God say don't go, you don't go. If God say do, you do. If God say do not do, you don't do. You govern your your life, every aspect of your life according to His word. Sometimes uh, people. get new jobs or they're offered new jobs and sometimes that new job will take them away from their, their church home their responsibilities their fellowship with the, with the saints and it causes grief to the church because a vital part of the body Left. So sometimes a Christian had to look at God's Word and determine whether or not to make a move on a job like to buy a home and make a decision according to God's Word. But what does God's Word say about it? leaving the family of a believer? Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as in the habit of son. As you see that day approaching. That day is the day that God is going to call us into account. And we'll have to give an account of the deeds done in the flesh. Were the good a bad? Were the good a worse? God is going to hold us accountable. But to make sure that our deeds are good, we have to make sure that, that we are working in the Spirit. I'm meditating and try, try to make sure that she's okay. I think she's trying to... Thanks, you know, I want to pray to make sure that she's okay. Lord, bless your daughter tonight, let's say with the mindset to be able to stand before adversity tonight or this morning, give her the right words to say, and keep her safe, and let her do that which will bring honor and glory to you. And let her soon be on her way. We thank you, Lord. We love you and we praise you. And we glorify you for allowing her to be a woman of peace. A woman of authority. In the neighborhood that she is assigned to. We pray that Lord that she as she works this stop. That she'll understand that she's empowered by the Holy Spirit. Help her, Lord, and bless her. We thank him. We love you. We we'll give you praise and glory. Amen. So David, so David once again, said, that's the man who works not in the counsel of the Amen. Or stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of Mark. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. You know, His law, he meditates day and night. He governs his steps. He governs his life by God's word. He submits every aspect of his life to God. Whatever he does, he's like a tree. Planet by the rivers of water, whose leaves are not withered, and which brings forth its fruit in due season. This is how you do it. This is how you. This is how you walk in the Spirit. Sometimes Satan really wants to show us up, and the flesh, Jonah, wants to wants to show us up, but, but. Paul tells us to be wise. Don't be unwise, but be wise and redeem the time. And I, I think about that all the time. When, when you say redeem the times, sometimes we find ourselves doing all kinds of things that seem so important to us. But they take away from us what we really should be doing. Sometimes what we're doing in our, in our lives as Christians really take away from what God has empowered and called us to do. We get so we get so busy. So tired that we're messed up. So He says be wise and not unwise. Ephesians five eighteen. Be not drunk on wine, which is debauchery, or excess, but be filled with the Spirit. He said, "Being filled with uh, being drunk on wine is loss of control. You're being controlled as a Christian by some outside." He's telling me right now, as a Christian, to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And that cannot be if you're a drum or a rhyme, he said. A drug." Alabama is trying to pass uh, the law on the legalization of marijuana. We, we already have Alcohol legalized in much much of the state at this time. Now, I'm not debating whether or not it's good or a bad thing. I'm simply saying that Christians should not be drunk on any outside stuff. I was looking at Proverbs chapter thirty-one this morning before it came on. Uh, at it was said about alcohol wine and strong drink and one of the things that was said is this wine and <coughs> strong drink is not for or not for King King Lemuel we need to be solemn had this had this counsel from his mother. She said, she said to him, "Wine and strong drinks are not for king because it might cause him to have wrong, a bad judgment." When I was unsaved, I drank. I drank. Wine, beer, and whiskey. But when I became a Christian, I stopped all of that. And I still like the taste of all that. When I became a Christian, I stopped doing that. By walking in the spirit, I had the power to overcome my own taste buds of my own thoughts. And the reason I don't drink is because as a Christian minister, my mind has to always be sober. I have to always be sober-minded to to enable me to give an answer to everyone with the faith I have in Christ. I don't want someone to call me or stop by And I'm under the influence. I might say it tonight. I want to be able to correctly divide the word of truth. This is how Paul puts that in Timothy. Study to show yourself approved. Unto God, a workman who need not to be ashamed. We can write this and divide the word of truth. And don't wait, you can do that, it's be so amazing. Can't let any outside you. control you, Christian. Be not drunk on wine, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. What he's saying there is uh, in the Greek: be being kept filled, be continued to feel with the Holy Spirit. He's always there. Now he He does not diminish. He's God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's always there in full capacity. But if we don't walk in the Word, if we don't have the Word of God in our hearts, if we don't live our lives according to God's Word, then the Holy Spirit can't empower us for that walk because he uses the Word of God to lead and guide us. Romans eight puts it this way: as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. If you're led by the Spirit, you show forth that you're God's child. If you're led by the Spirit, you are walking in the Word of God. You have God's Word hidden in your heart. You meditate on God's Word day and. That's being filled with the Holy Spirit. When you hide God's Word in your heart, you study God's Word, and you do God's Word. That's being filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, then you can sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to the Lord. You can can sing hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs, make it melody one to another, and making melody unto the Lord. We pray to God because we are empowered to do so by the Holy Spirit who is God and we have no guilt we have no ill feeling about our life but we're walking in the Spirit we are glorifying God in all that we do and you know, all that we say. And. In, in this passage in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul would go to tell a wife. The only way that she can submit to her husband is to be filled, is to be filled with the Spirit. She can't, she can't do it unless she's filled with the Spirit. She cannot submit to her husband. Ephesians five twenty two 22 says, Wives, submit to your husband as to the Lord she hates, she cannot do that unless she's walking in the Spirit. Unless she's filled with the Spirit. And a husband cannot love his wife as Christ loves the church. Unless he is walking in the Spirit. Unless he is filled with the Spirit. We lose our own life because we're not walking in the Spirit. We're not keeping a step with him. We're just living our lives as nominal Christians. But praise the Lord, that's not you. That's not you who I'm talking to this morning. And I'm going to uh, wind down. I didn't want to stay too long. Uh, i got my friend Dr. Likoska out there. I'm going to stop and, and turn it over to him and see what he has to, to bless us with.
1: And I want to thank
0: you all for being with us today.